now playing Movie Reviews in 20 Qs. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 word and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week by, well, yeah, Kahu. Ha. What do I ha, say? Ha. Well, how do you always manage to pick the shit movies to come on, bro? <laughs> hey, hey, it's, it's more I make bad calls and going to see movies with you. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's just put it out there right away where this podcast going to head. We're showing our cards pretty early on this one, but how are you, Kahu? Welcome to our new podcast studio. Oh, yeah. I, I would say we're moving up in the world, but to be honest, uh, I think we're really not. <laughs> You're surrounded by a bunch of dirty sheets, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the washing room? Or the- yeah. <laughs> hey, you'll be lucky to know that these are clean, mostly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then other smart-ass voice you're hearing as much. How the fuck are you? <laughs> oh, not too bad, Sam. I'm a bit um, disappointed that we haven't managed to do a good uh, watch a good movie this year so far. <laughs> as much as I've been sticking up for the last couple of films I've watched, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Yeah, I mean, last year we started off with Baywatch, so I guess... <laughs> We couldn't have really gone any lower than that. Yeah, I mean, we're showing our cards pretty early. This week we went and saw Glass, the sequel to Unbreakable and Split. Currently looking at the reviews for this, Rotten Tomatoes have it at 36%, Metacritic have it at 44%, and IMDb has it a whopping 7.1. Twice as much as it should be. <laughs> at least, at least. Well, while we're on that topic, what would you score this as a score out of 10,000 Kahu? 10,000 uh, shattered glass pieces. I'm going for... 4,800. That was worse than I thought it would be. What about you, Machu? 24 personalities. <laughs> out of 10,000. Great. No, um, I'll go a bit higher than 24 out of 10,000. I'll go, I think it's worth about 3,800 out of 10,000. It wasn't, wasn't great. This is like a who can give it the lowest score, right? <laughs> Man, if at some point in the film I pack up my shit and like look like I'm about to leave the cinema, it's going to have to be in an under 3,000 movie for me. So I'm going to give this 2997. Ooh, <laughs> 2997. 2997. Yeah. I mean, it just got a bit let down was, towards the yeah. end. It, it kind of felt like it was building up to something, sort of lulled a bit in the middle, as a lot of movies do. And then that was its plateau. It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Literally just described my sex life, Kobe. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys are playing at home and you aren't going to go see the movie Glass, and why would you? Uh, Machu, you're going to hit us with a plot. So what is the plot of the film? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck did we watch? Anyway, so I guess this was the trilogy uh, yes. to Unbreakable and also the original um, to Split. So we had Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson and James McAvoy return. And we also had some of the other characters from the previous films that had survived. We had the girl from... <laughs> the girl. The girl from Split. <laughs> The son from Unbreakable and the mum, I suppose, from Unbreakable as well. They're all in this film. And also a new um, character, which was the the psychiatrist. What was her name? Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. <laughs> we'll just go with Sarah Paulson. Um, I don't know so, the character's name, but yeah. <laughs> so following the conclusion of those movies, the horde's still on the loose. Dunn, Bruce Willis's character, finds him. A fight ensues. They get caught by the police and locked up in a mental health facility where Sarah Paulson yep. tries to convince them that they are not superheroes, but inevitably they all escape and have a huge battle at the end. I think that's pretty much yeah, the plot. That's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Reading an online plot summary, it talks about 
done pursuing Crumb and his, his superhuman figure <laughs> of the beast in a series of escalating encounters. And that just didn't happen. No, it Nothing wasn't. escalated. Nothing is, no. They had a, like, maybe a minute fight at the beginning, and then the only other time they fought was at the end. It didn't escalate. It was two fights. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan, who wrote about 50 different endings to this movie and then put them all in there, <laughs> probably wrote this description of this. Oh, I'm, I'm giving away my compliment sandwich. Let's get into it. One from good, one from bad, and one from good about this movie. As much as you can start, otherwise I'm going to spoil right. mine. It was, it was difficult to come up with a few things good, but I got a, I got two of them. So yeah, my first good thing about this movie is I guess I like the way they built tension between the Horde and Bruce Willis's character the Overseer yeah. I thought that was good that was at the beginning of the film and near the middle and I thought that was a good part of the film and it got me sort of drawn into that sort of battle between the two I mean the bad thing where we start <laughs> yeah <laughs> the complete letdown after that yeah. after the tension was built no I, that yeah that is a bad part but I think I didn't really enjoy the development of the minor characters I'm no. like, oh, nah. what the hell do we need to know about the orderlies they spent a long time on the orderlies <laughs> this guy's yeah. really late back <laughs> he's been, he likes to talk a lot Shit, yeah. what is this yeah <laughs> and it was a bit of a cliche that the other minor characters were like kind of the offsider of each of the main characters yeah and they just yeah. all of a sudden came back into it heaps at the end <laughs> never mind that two of them are like really evil and one of them's a good guy they're suddenly best friends and then they're back there was, what the fuck yeah I think I'm gonna skip my compliment sandwich <laughs> yeah it's like a mold sandwich yeah <laughs> and i suppose the last good thing was all the main characters died and there won't be a sequel to this film that's, <laughs> what, oh, well, yeah, that's what you think <laughs> <laughs> what a twist they totally were they were all alive yeah, yeah. bastard yeah. they were dead the entire film <laughs> <laughs> so my one good thing james mcavoy was excellent in his yes. role as the horde uh kevin wendell crumb he really stole the whole movie and Kept it from being a, a big fat donut, really. Bad thing, and I've mentioned this in previous podcasts, and sorry to be your dad telling you to turn the lights off for the billionth time, but they held in this minimally fortified psychiatric facility. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's this guy with multiple personalities who has killed multiple people, but we've got like some old dude on the door and an orderly at night who turns up 20 minutes late. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't look like there's any fences anywhere. It's just like a, yeah. big, a bit wide field to freedom. Classic superhero movie. We've got you locked up in this crazy trap with two yeah. inept guards. And the, <laughs> other, and the other guys are, you know, a serial terrorist. What's going on? Yeah. Oh. He is not just capable of, you know, getting out and murdering anyone in the facility. He's quite likely to bring down a whole city of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> he was killing train loads. <laughs> now he's, yeah, yeah. Significant disasters. But a final good thing, I did quite enjoy some of the pop culture references throughout the movie. Did you? Uh, they looked at... <laughs> And this was one thing he did quite often is he'd keep showing scenes of the same thing because it will be important later on. Yeah. But there was one which had a magazine which talked about uh, this building being an engineering marvel, the whole comic book yeah, reference marvel, thing. Yeah. Um, building which was supposed to be a major plot point but kind of wasn't. Um, and I also liked Mr. Glass riding around at night in his wheelchair. It was quite a good kind of shining reference, I thought. <laughs> Hey, look, I was really scraping the barrel here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, how many times do we have to see that um that little pool of water? The pothole, yeah. The pothole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you get the pothole? Because I'll yeah. show you it again in five scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. remember the water's there, guys. Just remember. I mean, it's not I, just a random thing I wasn't, I made up. I wasn't quite
quite sure. I really thought they kind of needed subtitles for that point. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just very to, confusing. Just to make sure that I knew it was a pothole. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you my two good things, then I'm going to go into my bad. Sarah Paulson was good, and James McAvoy was good. Both of them didn't realise they were in a shit film. <laughs> the bad things, holy sh- exposition, Batman. The entire film. Oh, and then, by the way, and this, this, this. Oh, and this, this, this. Oh, and this, this, this. And then for the last hour and a half of the film... It was like, we don't know where to go with this, so we're just going to throw everything at the wall and hopefully one of these things seems intelligent. Like yeah. they have a, a meeting in a bar and then they have a meeting in a cafe where the everybody in there is in the same group and then one person walks out and then they all suddenly start their meeting. That's not smart. That's fucking moronic. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are they yeah. doing? I could just imagine my um, pissed uncle just in there being an arsehole to people. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When's this guy going to leave? We're going to start <laughs> this meeting. I'm, like, I'm meant to be back at work. Fuck. Oh, I'm going to pick up my kids from school. Shit. It's, yeah. it's almost as if Sarah Paulson and James McAvoy read scripts for a completely different movie. I feel sorry for Sarah Paulson. She is an amazing actress, and I'll get a bit more into that later. Um, the other, the other really bad thing for me was the fight scenes. These were so clunky and so bad. At one point, the first fight scene between Bruce Willis and the Beast was literally the Beast hugging him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was all it was. This is move, there was no punches being thrown at this. It was just a hug. And all I could think in my head was Bruce Willis got to the set that day, and they're like, "Right, Bruce, we're going to need you to like ninja roll over here." Punch this dude, kick that dude, throw this guy, you know, and then you guys going to like fight. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no. What about I just stand here? Yeah, what about I stand here and he hugs me? Oh, okay. Yeah, sweet. Whatever you want, Bruce. And what about next fight scene is the same, eh? He's running over. Um, Bruce Willis, we need you to do this. What about, I, what about I just stand here? Yeah, yeah. Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. yeah. And then the, the whole big thing about, you know, oh, all the footage has gone online. Everyone will know the superheroes. It's just like him chucking him against a truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't know if that's going to convince Flipping people. Flipping a car, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. fucking strong men can do that. Oh, fuck. Oh, what, what about I when they're, on this question for, what about when they're in the, the basement f- and he has to fight those those guards and you think, oh, here he goes. This is the part where he's going to yeah. rip off their arms or something. No, he, he's having a real fight. Like, <laughs> he's punching, punching people in the chest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, whoa, you know, who would fight <laughs> yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> Like, shit, give me some laser eyes. That'll convince me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what a jerk. We gave Aquaman a lot of shit, but they had sharks with fucking lasers. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I was really mean about Aquaman. I feel bad for anyone that enjoys that movie because we had some feedback. One of our listeners said, I really enjoyed Aquaman, and then I listened to your podcast, and now I hate it. <laughs> and I feel real bad. If you enjoy something, you enjoy it. You know what I mean? I'm not here to try and convince you otherwise. These are just our opinions. Yeah. Sorry, Shaq. <laughs> Yeah, our podcast on love actually manages to convince a few more people every year that it's a really shit misogynistic movie. Yeah, it's a bit rapey. (laughs) Just like one of our listeners is like, The Notebook used to be one of my all-time faves, and now all I see him is is, uh, both of them as bloody predators, and one of them's potentially a serial killer. I'm sorry, man. Anywho, we should probably move on to question number two, which comes courtesy from Phil Joynson, and one of our all-time favourite listeners, because he's a Patreon. If you want to become a Patreon, go along to our Patreon page in the link below and, uh, yeah, flick us a couple of dollars. You could have your question in here or just give us a buck. Tell us how much you like us by uh, showing some money. Anywho, what is the question, Machu? Uh, the question is, what item from this film would you want or definitely not want to be? Uh, so I definitely wouldn't want to be Mr. Glass's wheelchair. He's, he's so deep into his veggie-faced, lobotomized shit that he probably just shits in his chair. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got I'm, I'm not going to be that. <laughs> I'm speechless. I don't even know what to say. Old sweaty dead legs, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe his sphincter doesn't work. 
Oh, Munchie's lost it. <laughs> oh, two questions in and Munchie's lost it. <laughs> so what's your answer, Munchie? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be James McAvoy's shirt. That thing's getting ripped off in like no one's fucking business, man. He's got no respect for his clothing. Yeah, I had. I actually had that answer. James McAvoy's um, yellow pants that never seemed to come <laughs> oh, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gross. Uh, and he wears his yellow stitches. pants for every character, eh? <laughs> yeah. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> he is quite particular at getting his shirt off before he goes beast mode. Yeah, but you can still get him tossed around in the rain and, uh, yeah. you know. and Hugging Bruce Willis. Yeah, hugging Bruce Willis. I don't want to be hugging Bruce Willis. I don't want to be hugging a man that's given up on acting. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, question number three, Kahu. Question number three. What movie would you set this one up with on a blind date? Well, you want to talk about beloved characters from previous films getting jammed together in a film and it turns out to be a massive mess. Batman versus Superman. Hello, DC fans. That's right. For the second week in a row, I'm shitting on one of your films. Marvel fanboy, come at me, bros. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually quite like DC, but yeah. For this one, on a on a blind date, The Matrix 3, because I thought this is <laughs> like an end to a trilogy that was completely convoluted and shit. Wow. And these two bitches need to hang together. <laughs> they, they deserve just, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's send them on a date. Nice. Uh, I've gone with the movie that you wouldn't set this one up with. Or actually you might do, just to fuck it over a little bit. The Girl on the Train. Because oh. the girl on that train isn't making the journey to that blind date. Because old <laughs> Mr. Glass, old sweaty dead legs. He's got to make sure that train don't make it. <laughs> That'd be the worst <laughs> blind date ever. No. <laughs> what the hell? Are you calling for the murder of Emily Blunt? Is that what you're? Oh asking? hell no, no. <laughs> Just a character on the girl on the train. <laughs> okay, making a triumphant return to the podcast. What flavour ice cream is this movie? I thought this was like a jelly tip because you, you, you. Well, just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> jelly tip. Not so enough to say. Anyone that doesn't know what a jelly tip ice cream is, it's got like the outside is chocolate and it's got vanilla and in the middle is this juicy sort of red jelly. Jelly tip. <laughs> yeah. It's the, no, the jelly's on the tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so it's almost like that's this movie. It's the ice cream underneath. And the chocolate on the outside is familiar. Then it gets a bit shitter with the the vanilla, and then you go to eat the the jelly tip, and what the fuck? It's actually rum and raisin, and you're like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> Who the fuck came up, decided that raisins were good enough to be in ice cream? Uh, and it was a bit like this movie. Yeah, it surprised me with its bullshit. I'm going with runny chocolate because it's the colour of pothole water, and it's a bit like how this movie gets away on M Night Shyamalan at the end. Nice. I am going to go with my favourite ice cream of all time, cookies and cream. Well, that's what the packet says. You open it up inside it and someone's pooed in there. (laughs) (laughs) I legit thought this was going to be good. And and you just can't get that foul smell taste out of your mouth. I've got to make a quick shout out to Nick McAllister, who actually drew up a movie reviews in 20Q's bingo. That was perilously close to one of his bingo uh, sort of answers. So, Nick, just for you, it's like someone's taken a shit and jammed it into the movie screen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so question number five. What would the porn parody name for this movie be? Overseer My Ass. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to go with a combination of all three films. Unbreakable Split Ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had terrible ones. I had the hitchhiking version with gas, ass, and grass. And the, my favorite glass, uh, a tale of a mental patient who fucked over his psychiatrist or three men and a redhead. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> descriptive. Yeah. I like it. Just keep throwing them at us, yeah, you? Yeah, Maybe well, one of them will hit you. Question six. Yeah, question number six. A Patreon question courtesy of Emily Higgins, the wonderful host of the Tasteless podcast. What would she like to know? Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Emily. What would be the best or worst film to watch as part of a double header with this movie? I reckon the worst would be The Last King of Scotland because you see this awesome James McAvoy performance. And then you're like, oh, like he was still good in this film, but you're like, man, I could have watched that. (laughs) And I reckon the next worst one would be um, Die Hard because you're like, this is so, this is what Bruce Willis used to be like. This is when he was great. This is when he was the man. And now now look at him. He's not even, he's not even moving in scenes. His his favorite pose is standing, standing still. And in that movie, he's this action hero jumping out of buildings and doing all sorts of stuff. And now he's reduced to this. Silent standing character. <laughs> There's one scene in which Sarah Paulson like says all this stuff to him about like how you might not actually have abilities and all this other stuff. And then Bruce Willis looks at her and goes, And is this supposed to mean something? And I remember thinking, Is that just some like recorded footage of M. Night Shyamalan trying to explain something to him? And Bruce was like, and Is this supposed to mean something? <laughs> did he, did he, he didn't have a wisecrack or anything in this film, eh? That's I, completely nothing. opposite. Oh, there, was, there was one moment where he smiled and I could suddenly like, Piped my eyes open. I was like, oh, wow. This is actually a glimmer of emotion. <laughs> Somebody dropped MDMA into his cup at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone with snakes on a plane. Because when you want to see a bad movie that's actually fun, go see that. <laughs> oh, true. Okay. And question number seven. Our old favorite. What deep philosophical debate arose in you while watching this film? Well, I was like, is that that kid from um, Unbreakable? <laughs> Is that your, yeah. growing up? Uh, yeah, it is. It's the same actor. He yeah. is a big, giant dude. And he's basically the same face, eh? Same well, big he's, dude, he's same the face. same guy. Yeah, but like hasn't, hasn't matured at all. Like, oh, he yeah, looks like this little kid inside this giant man's body. Yeah, it's and almost it just, like he's grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just keep thinking, you know, get some facial hair. Be a little bit different than you were 10 years ago. He he would he could do that 10 years selfie and look exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got facial wise, like he's got that boyish look about him. How old do you reckon he is? Five. (laughs) I would say he's probably... He's a six foot five, five year old. Like 28. 28. And he's he's a monster compared to his dad, old um, The Overseer. Let's also point out he had way too much hairline to be Bruce Willis' son. (laughs) (laughs) He is 31. He's 31. 31. 31. He was a little kid out of Gladiator too. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So the debate I had during this film was when... Daryl, who was one of these minor characters, the security guard that turns up late, and he's about to bring glasses, food, and you could just kind of tell that something was going to go down. And because the movie was so shit, I felt like standing up in the theatre and going, Daryl, <laughs> Daryl. I thought against it. Nice. Get a kitchen hall. My deep philosophical debate is, if I had superpowers, would I let anyone else know? <laughs> the answer is yes. I'm, I'm fucking show off. Of course, I'm fucking <laughs> the human heater. You are. You are. I am the human torch. <laughs> I am currently roasting away My in the sea right now. Is staying warm on cold nights, ladies. Exactly. <laughs> Don't die of hypothermia. I'm right here next to you all night, baby. 
God, this is getting creepy. <laughs> you stop staring at me when you say these things. You're just so sweaty. That's I can't help shit. it. Fills his own waterbed. <laughs> it's true. Okay, question number eight. Um, how would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? James McAvoy is great, but wouldn't it be an experience and a half to see Nicolas Cage as the Horde? Oh, I'm getting an erection. You would see his full gamut of acting skills in multiple characters. Oh, yes. Oh, in and out of character. It's like a. It's like face-off having, having an orgasm, you know? <laughs> It'd be crazy. That's a great answer. I must admit that did cross my mind, but I want to replace Sarah Paulson with Nicolas Cage. Because I love Sarah Paulson. I don't think she deserves to be in this film. So Nicolas Cage, a psychiatrist? No one would believe it, and who's going to believe this film anyway? Next. <laughs> I would incorporate Nicolas Cage as Bruce Willis. I, I think he, he would. <laughs> Same hairline. <laughs> he, he's, you know, he's, he's got hardly any lines. He's got hardly any, um, you know, anything about him. They're pretty much the same guy when they're acting in my mind. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Bruce Willis has turned into Nicolas Cage, like this oh, this brooding sort of um, reluctant hero that yeah, he's Nicolas the grumpy Nicolas Cage seems to play yeah. in all these films. Yeah, how's that developed? Eh? I want to be a shit brooding character. That's what I want to be when I get older. <laughs> Is that what? It, that, that's it. Him, I think man. that's just what happens when you get old. <laughs> yeah, I'm so grumpy. But it's time. funny because like you look at Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford used to be one of the most grumpiest men on the planet. And now he's like having like lots of fun with it. Like somebody was saying, oh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, are you just rebooting all your old movie franchises? He's like, yeah, damn right, I want some money. (laughs) (laughs) Good on him. And he looked like he was having a lot of fun on Star Wars, and that was a guy that said no. But Bruce Willis is just like, nah, fuck life. (laughs) (laughs) Question nine. What character would you get to help you hide a dead body? Sarah Paulson, because I don't think she deserves to be in this film. (laughs) 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 But she is also a badass that seems to have a whole bunch of cafe and restaurant people at her disposal. So sure, I'm sure she'd be able to find a way. Probably dump it in the middle of Times Square and try and pretend like nothing was happening. (laughs) Yeah, I had one of the orderlies, and not Daryl, because he's always turning up late and talking too long. But the other guy. They're the only guys in this movie that seem to do anything like Bruce Willis he doesn't do anything at his job he goes for walks constantly the horde he's fucking around with too many different characters <laughs> old Samuel Jackson's just sitting in the chair and Sarah Paulson's just got all these other people doing her work for her so yeah. so if I'm going to hide a dead body I want someone to actually help me lift the body <laughs> and it's got to be that orderly dude you're not going to go with the guy that splinters into a million pieces of glass when he lifts <laughs> someone the smartest <laughs> man on the way he'd be hey, pretty useful bro hey can you grab the legs <laughs> <laughs> Can you grab my old old dead sweaty things? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's that guy's name's Pierce, by the way. He's actually oh, one. Of, yeah, he's one of the main actors on a Pierce Brosnan. Great little show called Rectify. Actually, nerd, nerd. <laughs> I'm kind of gone the opposite way with your reasoning, Machu, and I'm going for Daryl for the sole reason that if he bumbles it up, he's so stupid that he'd incriminate himself. So. Hey, I wouldn't get could, caught either way. So you could get away with it. It'd yeah. be good company too. He's got a bit of a chatter. Oh yeah, true, true. He has a bit of a chatter. <laughs> yeah. Although, do, do you enjoy re- it? Do you really want that when you're trying to hide a dead body? <laughs> Time's quite critical in those types of situations. I'm not going to lie to you. I've completely forgotten who he is. <laughs> <laughs> we said this movie three days ago, and I'm like, I, don't, I can't even remember him. Is he the guy that takes the shard of glass to the neck? Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, don't remember him. <laughs> Anywho, moves us on to question number 10 before we get into our personal questions. What quote from this film would be the worst thing to hear immediately after you finish having sex? It wasn't a mistake, mama. <laughs> All sorts of issues there. Oh, geez. Good one, Kahu. Yeah, what do you, you got, Machu? So you're not going to just shake my hand and let me walk out of here? But <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce Willis says to um, old Sarah Paulson. I had two. I had the one that we mentioned, which was, the, I'm supposed to believe this means something. <laughs> 
<laughs> but my other one is uh, when Glass is basically telling Dunn he has to get out, and he says, a lot of people are going to die if you don't get through that door. <laughs> 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 That'd be enough to terrify the shit out of me. And that moves us on to our personal questions. Much of you are going to lead us off with your three personal questions. Okay, right. So we had um, the Horde, Mr. Glass, and the Overseer in this film. So which of these superheroes do you think each of us would be? Kahu, you'd definitely be Glass because you're quite intelligent, but you're so good at sitting around and making weird faces at people when they try to talk to you. Just yep. like you are doing right now. <laughs> and much of you, you're definitely the Horde. You're definitely Kevin, because I've seen you drinking and it goes through 24 different emotions at least. You've got a million different personalities, but interestingly, all of them are late. Are late to everything. (laughs) Yep, I agree. I've gone with me for Mr. Glass, but mainly because I'm perpetually injured. But I've gone the opposite for you too. Not really sure why, I just did. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no explanation. (laughs) Yeah, I I struggled. So I'm I'm what? Crumb or... You're crumb, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got, like, battered white guy syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> just made it up. <laughs> well, I, was, I was trying to figure out which one of you is Mr. Glass, because Kahu, you dislocated your shoulder during a game of netball trying to catch a ball. And Sam, as long as I've known A you- non-contact sport, <laughs> yeah. And the incident was non-contact. <laughs> and Sam, as long as I've known you, you've been injured. It's either your hip, your back, your neck. Your ankle, I don't know, I don't know. Everything about you is broken. Yeah, forgetting that I wander around with a creepy jacket on, though, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But the deal breaker for that one was the fact that you're bald, so you're definitely Bruce Willis. You're bald and got a beard. That that was my answer for that one, too. And And, and I had myself as the horde, as you said, because my name is Machu to my friends, to my workmates, I'm Matt, to to when I'm on the piss, it's Max. (laughs) And I can just go on and on with these personalities. I've got at least 24. To Carol, it's, uh, hello, it's the police here again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what do you got next, Machu, Matt, Max? Oh, okay, so for my second question, question number 12, what do you think would have happened if they had the final showdown at the building like they were intending to do? David defeats the beast but he can't stop the building from falling down. David then wakes up in the rubble, and it turns out he was dead the whole time. And the film is actually part of a quadrilogy with The Sixth Sense, which would make just about as much sense as this movie. You're forgetting aliens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're like shoehorn signs in there somewhere. In a village full of people that are scared of the beast. (laughs) Yeah, I I think if we had that showdown at the tower, I would have got up and left the cinema. (laughs) Wallet inhaler keys everything in hand was sitting there and this is an easy way to tell if I'm enjoying the film boys is if I've got my shit in my hand ready to leave if you see me picking up my stuff before the film finishes I can't wait to get the fucking hell out of there <laughs> I wonder if anybody's uh, like rioted in a cinema before because the film is so terrible you start like ripping the seats off and shit man that'd be awesome <laughs> Should we go see it again? (laughs) (laughs) So my last question. Um, We see the two villains suffer some childhood trauma. So Glass, obviously, his bones were brittle and all his life he suffered from broken bones, which made him become a serial killer. The Horde, you know, had uh, a wicked mother who abused him and made his disorder even worse. And he also became a serial killer. So has there been any childhood trauma that you have suffered in your life that might lead you to become a um, a supervillain? When I was young, my parents owned a jewellery store. And when I was two years old, I was playing on the jewellery workbench and the workbench snapped. I fell through the workbench. And by the time my mum came running around the corner to find me, I had a file that used to put gems into jewellery. I had that sticking out of my forehead. (laughs) Oh, shit. I've got the scar. You can see it on my head. Mum rushed me to hospital, got to the hospital, 
walked me in there and they're like, are you okay? Blah, 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 sort of thing. It's like, oh, my son's had this go for his forehead. And then she's like, okay, yeah, sit down, sit down, sort of thing. And then mum was sitting there and a nurse came around the corner and said, why'd the doctors put that in there for? Mum was like, get the hell out of here, you bitch! <laughs> so it turned out that the file was like all the way through my skull and sitting between the brain and the end of the skull. It was like right in that space between the brain and the skull, basically. So that could have mentally traumatised me to becoming evil and um, possibly the person I am today. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Self-administered lobotomy. Whenever you mm. see whenever you see diamond rings. Ah! Yeah, there we go. Bastards, kill you. I want to murder anyone that wears jewellery. <laughs> the wedding day turned into a massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Will you I'll kill you! <laughs> Come around here on that shit! <laughs> but as soon as you put that on, I'll kill you! <laughs> I'm definitely going for boarding school. My supervillain trick would be Hiding alarm clocks to go off at 5.30am around unsuspecting teenagers. <laughs> Which you do anyway, don't you? <laughs> Which I do anyway in my spare time. <laughs> super evil. Maybe you could somehow triangulate every cell phone in the city to go off at 5 o'clock. Oh, yeah. I'd like get the codes to that civil defense alert. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> clock man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who is the super evil villain waking us all up? You uh, clock man. <laughs> but, if, but if I call myself clock man, then... The internet would like clearly take out the L and I'd be yeah, clock man. That's exactly what I was thinking. Clock sucker? You don't want to go with clock sucker? <laughs> clock sucker. Uh, next question. So in the film we see that Dunn can, uh, you know, briefly sort of touch people and see what sort of crimes I've been up to and that's how he tracks Kevin down and realises that he's the guy that's been kidnapping girls. So what about you guys? If a guy could sense your crime, what would be your most recent petty infraction that he could get you on? It's got to be porn alien. <laughs> <laughs> oh yuck! You're over 18 years old, you know. Yeah, Unless you're watching the stuff oh, I'm doing God, to myself Jesus. is just wrong, eh? <laughs> oh, the stuff you're doing to your <laughs> you do not, sick, no, do sick not individual. Do not <laughs> just turn around and look at him, eh? He's just vomiting on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, like, who's the who's the girl of um, X Men? X Men that touches people and raw rogue. rogue. Yeah, I'll be like rogue. I'll be rogue. his rogue. <laughs> <laughs> you're disgusting. <laughs> You know this is going on the internet. (laughs) This isn't really a crime. It's more of a social infraction that I've probably shared before. And I apologize in advance, golfers. But when I drive past a golf course, I have to try really hard to resist the urge not to beat my horn. Especially if someone's like right on their backswing. And I'm just like, oh, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. And every now and then I give in. So, sorry, golfers, but you'll be next. Okay, so... This was a big debate for me, which that I was going to use as deep philosophical debate, but I didn't use it. I kind of didn't know who was supposed to be the protagonist in this film. So what do you guys reckon? Who were we supposed to root for? Are we supposed to root for Bruce Willis, Samuel Jackson, or James McAvoy? It's clearly James McAvoy, which is a bit weird, really. The film kind of starts off as if, you know, everybody's behind David Dunn, and then as soon as he gets into the psychiatric institution, he just kind of goes back into old Bruce Willis mode and doesn't do anything. <laughs> Whereas we're supposed to feel sorry for this psychotic Kevin Crumb who's killed heaps of people because he had an abusive mother, which is, you know, but sucks still, and all, but you've still killed people. It's still the movie's glass. Yeah. You know, it's supposed to be his film and he's supposed to have, like, you know, launched this m- revolution of superpowers. I'm oh, fucked if I know. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer. I, what about I, you, Mike? I Glass. I thought Glass was the one we're supposed to root for because he was killing people, but it was for a greater good. You know, like... Um, ben Austin, nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, we declare war on Iraq because, uh, you know, they're... <laughs> we did it. <laughs> well, didn't we send some troops over there? 
No, like, oh, we're, we're oh, peace oh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. My mates have been over there with their guns to yeah. Afghanistan. And then the, the New Zealand Army were like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think there was a there was a big picture to his, his murdering many people, whereas the Horde, he just yeah, he just really wanted to kill people because he was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, what, what, why does he just keep going after young girls? What what was the go there? I didn't quite I think uh, child trauma, maybe. Sort yeah. Of, yeah, who knows? Anywho, final question. Mentioned it before, Sarah Paulson holds two meetings during the film in which one's in a bar, one's in a cafe where one of the person leaves the room and then suddenly everyone turns their attention to her and stops what they're doing. Probably the most impractical location that I can think of to hold a meeting. But what about you guys? Where would be the most impractical location to hold a meeting? I was kind of thinking in that scene, like, did the barman just draw the short straw? Was he part of the society? He must be, yeah. Yeah, that would suck. You know. <laughs> or he's been clobbered over the head and he's sitting out the back yeah, somewhere. Maybe yeah. he's the newest member or something. Anyway, in practical locations would have to be public toilets. Because I've if, had many a good meeting yeah, in a public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing though, you know, if you lock the public toilet door, then anybody knocking on the door hearing the voices of like a few people is going to think some kind of unhygienic orgy is going on. What about you, Machu? What do you got? A rock concert. A rock concert is pretty shit place (laughs) there. What? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. What are you saying, Sarah? We killed it. We killed them all. I was also thinking like at a funeral. (laughs) <laughs> well, let's start with Dearly it. beloved it would, Or a library It would be quiet So that, you know Okay, now, look Oh, fuck Hmm <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait No, there's a ton of people here Ah, oh, shit If, it, if it was the funeral Of one of the members, though True, yeah, okay yeah, That would be there. a good meeting Meeting venue <laughs> That's a good point Anywho, that moves us on To Kahu's questions What character's superhero name Could be improved upon And what would it be? Yeah, see, the overseer is shit It's really shit So <laughs> What what Bruce Willis does is he touches people and then he gets like a flash of like what they've been up to and you know sees their past and all that sort of stuff. So that's why I'm going to call him the Flasher. The Flasher. <laughs> yeah. And have you seen the jacket he wears? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had. Um, not, he is not the Flasher. The, the feeler. <laughs> yeah, the feeler. The touchy feeler. <laughs> oh, what? I had the overseer too, Mister so Fields. I'd Captain Fields. Captain Raincoat because he wears Captain Raincoat. <laughs> He's got nothing to do with his powers. <laughs> it, keeps the, it, keeps, it keeps the wetness off him. It keeps the moisture off him. Drink. That is what a raincoat needs- does. <laughs> it saves the world from more babies. What's your power? I put on a raincoat. <laughs> Fear me. No, that's it. <laughs> it's Captain Raincoat. Oh, Run is Captain Raincoat. Here, come, here comes the rain. He's dying. Holy shit, we're going to split his Captain Raincoat. Yo. Okay, my second question. In honour of M. Night Shyamalan, how would you rearrange your name to be a badass director? I don't think there's any way I could possibly rearrange my name to become a badass director, so I'm just going to go with S.W. Hurley and Swirly to everyone else out there. <laughs> yeah, my... Um, Swirly. No, there we go. Swirly. I'm going to go very French badass. Swirly. That, that happened on who, um, How I Met Your Mother, eh? They, they called Barney Swirly for a bit because... That's what the girl at Starbucks called him on his oh, cup. Like yeah. yelled at, yeah. Oh, I don't watch really. lame TV, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, Swirly. <laughs> what you saw it, Swirly. Uh, I know you saw it. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I've got a, sh- I've got a shit name. <laughs> no, I've got true. A shit name. <laughs> yeah. So my, my initials are MT, and I thought I could be M-Turtainer. 
My last question Which of Bruce Willis or Samuel L. Jackson was less wanting to be in this movie? Ah, this is Bruce. How many lines do you reckon he had about less than 20 words in the whole film? Do you, I reckon yeah. he had a stunt double and yeah, they were all scenes. in like the first sort of 10 minutes, yeah, yeah. and we're like, Oh, there Bruce was, Willis might have come to actually act in this there movie. There were more but no, scenes nah, that were flashbacks than he was actually <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. wasn't there? <laughs> Yeah. You might have a valid point there. I went with a tie. A tie. Mm. I feel like I don't feel Samuel Jackson's at that grumpy fucking doesn't give a shit stage. But at the same time, holy shit, he did nothing in this film. Yeah. He does pull off not giving a shit a lot better than Bruce Willis. He does, eh? <laughs> yeah. But there's like a bit of coolness about it, a bit of suaveness. Whereas yeah, yeah. Bruce Willis, I can't remember the last time I looked at Bruce Willis and thought, fuck, you're real cool. And us bald people need, like, fucking motivational people to look up to, man. We need the shit. We need heroes. We had you there for, like, ten years, Bruce. You were real cool, and now you're just letting us all down. Who is a bald hero at the moment? I mean, Hulk Hogan was a bald hero the Rock. for a long time. Vin <laughs> the Diesel? Rock. The Rock. Oh, Vin Diesel's Don't probably you fucking bring up his, had his moments. Don't you bring up his name in this fucking garage, Kahoo? <laughs> yeah, aren't they having a beef Family. at the moment? Family! Family! <laughs> <laughs> Those two are having a beef, aren't they? Vin oh, Diesel probably. and The Rock. Bald men need yeah, to stick together. Exactly. Family! Statham's getting involved as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Have you noticed in Fast and Furious that none of them have hair? <laughs> Tyrese doesn't. Ludacris doesn't. <laughs> Statham doesn't. The Rock doesn't. Vin Diesel doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that moves us down to our final question. Now, if you're a $1 Patreon, occasionally you get your questions thrown in here when we can't be bothered asking a listener question. So, well, this one comes courtesy of one of our all-time favourite listeners, Tara Mahalik, who also sent me uh, two boxes of candy and chocolate. And don't look at me like that, boys. I'm sorry, I've eaten it all. (laughs) (laughs) So a question that Tara asked is, well, we often laugh about how there's movie merchandise tie-ins to a lot of movies. Like there's Avengers grapes and there's Avengers toothpaste and a whole bunch of other shit. But I want to know from you guys, what would be the most bizarre movie merchandise that the film company could put out for this film? Like cups or toothpaste or whatever. I've gone with a signature David Dunn glove, which is, is also wired up to a VR headset so that if you touch somebody, you would get some kind of vision. It's mm. better than Very my creepy. David Dunn poncho, <laughs> Captain Raincoat, or some, or, or some hoard tooth floss was my other one. Hoard tooth floss? Yeah, yeah. You know, just when, you're, when you've just de- devoured some young girl, you can floss your teeth. Oh yeah, get, <laughs> they get, get all those little bits of bikini and stuff in there. Get rid of the sign, you. That's a good idea. <laughs> what else they had? I, I had David Dunn floaties in case you're struggling in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Spoiler if you haven't seen it in advance, but has there been a lamer way to die in a movie than to drown in a pothole? <laughs> It's like M. Night Shyamalan was like, fuck you, act like an asshole in my entire fucking film. I'm going to drown you in a pothole. You're drowned in the big water tank. You know, that's that's a big water tank, but a pothole. Awesome. He escaped the big water tank fighting a superhero, a human person, and he got drowned in a pothole by a normal man. Yeah, yeah. That's actually my answer, Co. It's the David Dunn pothole. (laughs) It's a pothole with Bruce Willis's doesn't give a shit face on the front of it. That would be the most bizarre thing. You could buy, shit, there's a pothole. I need one of those. <laughs> I did like the non-committal one cone they had around the pothole earlier in the movie. That's such a roading thing to do. Cool. And that takes us down to the end of our podcast. And I'm just going to point out that the Ginger Princess was very lucky. There was no comments from her about how I got dragged along to this film. None whatsoever. 
And there we go. That's the movie reviews and 20 Qs. Bingo. <laughs> but as I mentioned, Nick McAllister, who made this bingo for us, is a bloody awesome listener, bloody all-round awesome human being. And yeah, he basically said, this is the movie reviews and 20 Qs. Bingo. So here's eight things. And if you hear them during the podcast, you win. First, compliment sandwich. Two, porn parody. Three, ginger princess. Four, a ton of swear words. Five, I got dragged along. Six, this movie was as if someone took a shit and then put it into the movie screen. <laughs> Seven, your score for this film. Eight, who needs to get laid? Well, that was a cool game when only one of us knew the answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to see if you guys would do them. <laughs> anyway, uh, the next segment that we have in our podcast is movie reviews in 20 seconds, where we give 20 seconds to a film that we've already covered that one of us hasn't seen, or 20 seconds to a film that we're unlikely to do a podcast on. So, Kahu, you're up. Got 20 seconds. Go. Saw Bird Box. Pretty good. Good to see a John Malkovich appearance. Kind of like A Quiet Place, but instead of the sound sense we go with the sight sense Sandra Bullock's great and she saves two little kids good movie very similar to an M. Night Shyamalan movie The Happening in which uh, the wind makes people kill themselves true yeah or plants or whatever the hell it was but that's got Mark Wahlberg and Sandra Bullock's way better than Mark Wahlberg no (laughs) (laughs) planning to kill me in my sleep are you it's happening just when you thought there was no more evil in the world (laughs) poor Zoe Deschanel what about you, Machu? You got anything that you've seen that you want to give 20 seconds to? Uh, oh, I watched this porn this morning in the show. <laughs> yeah, I watched uh, it, was it, was a, it was about 20 seconds long. I can tell you every um, second. I watched Unbreakable <laughs> Split Ass in the show. I saw um, Incredibles 2 just recently, which is another children's movie. I watch a lot of children's movies, it turns out. Though. Funny that, too. <laughs> but uh, um, it was another superhero movie, too. And um, yeah, it was quite, you know, sequels aren't always as good as the original. But with cartoons, they, they do seem to be that way. And this one followed on in suit. So I thought it was quite good. Lots of action, lots of um, things that would keep people with children's minds um, entertained for a couple of hours. So I thought it was um, an 8,000 out of 10,000. Oh shit, that's a good school. What would you give Boo Box? Yeah, about 8,000 as well. Uh, I watched Searching, John Cho film in which his daughter goes missing and the entire film is told through digital cameras or um, cameras in the computer or like him surfing Facebook, Google and that sort of stuff. Really interesting concept, really well executed. And a score out of 10,000 video cams, I would give it 8,412 video cams. It's really good. I recommend you guys go see it. Well, so we've all seen a good movie recently and we reviewed this. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> We've now talked for nearly an hour on this fucking shit. We we all watch Bird Box as well. Why don't we do Bird Box? What the fuck's wrong with us? Spoiler alert. Fucking hated it. <laughs> really? <laughs> right, okay. Why didn't we do Bird Box? <laughs> Coming up soon on the podcast, Bird Box. Minus Swirly. Or as I call it, Turd Box. <laughs> That would be the porn parody name for this one. <laughs> Anywho, coming up next is me and Stacey are going to do Jurassic Park with the boys from We Watch a Thing. We're going to celebrate Australia Day by doing Billy from We Watch a Thing's favourite film. I don't know rhyme or reason to this, really. Um, and then coming up after that, well, the slate's pretty much clear, though there is a little film coming out in the start of March called uh, Captain Marvel that I will be rousing the troops to go see. <sighs> Does that look Another shit? Another Marvel film? Does that nah, look shit? Yeah, oh, I don't know. Who's that character that's playing Captain Marvel? Who's Brie Larson? Yeah. Oh, she's my dream woman. Why? Is she? Yeah. Well, you want to fucking go outside and fight? Yeah, Fuck it. Are we going to fucking fight? <laughs> I'm about to run her down. Oh, I'm going to fucking kick what, you in the what face. What other movies has she been in? Oh, eat a dick, you fucking asshole. Eat a dick, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I'd seen it it's before. It's a great film. <laughs> <laughs> and I, people don't like Eat a dick, you fucking asshole. It's an amazing, amazing film. Yeah, she's been like, room. Oh, yeah. The Room. Nah, no, not The Room. Not The Room. Nah. Very different films. Equally traumatic, but yeah, she was in Room, but. 
Anywho, uh, that takes us down to the end of the podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at mratqs at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. You can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In. We should really clear that all up and just make one thing one day. Oh, who cares? But uh, yeah, thanks to these two guys. And thank, oh, first of all, we've got to thank Spanky for giving us a $100 gift card to go to the movies for Christmas, which we've now blown on this monumental pile of shit. Thanks, Spanky. Yeah, but thank you, Kahu. Thanks for coming back. Uh, yeah, I would say it's always a pleasure, but I'm still stuck watching this <laughs> shitty movie in a room yeah. surrounded by sheets. <laughs> Cheers to you too, much you. Fucking ass, I'm going to take it so <laughs> Oh, fuck, my mic's still on, sorry. <laughs> Anywho, that's thanks for me. Chit chat. Yowza.